When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Oh, guys, I cannot get over how much I love that intro. I say it each and every week. I love it because, well, I made it, and it's awesome. (laughs) How's everybody doing today? I'm good. That's good. It's been an interesting week in the Northeast. Like, today is like 60 degrees. Oh, my God. It feels like a spring day. Half my driveway has the the mudslide. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Because my driveway was a solid sheet of ice. The thing that scares me, though, is come Monday, it's supposed to be back down. Two degrees. Yeah. Monday night. Super excited. So if this stuff doesn't go away, there's going to be lots of black ice. Yes, absolutely. And that's scary. So I was having fun, and I decided that I wanted to do something new. So you guys know how we have the voicemail, the 603-212-4600. The uh, Case Watch Crime Creep line. I figured if we can get as many of our creeps to go on and say, just call call the voicemail and just give us a, for instance, if it was me, hey, I'm Mark from Massachusetts and you're listening to the Case Watch podcast. Or, hi, I'm Charity from Massachusetts and I like to put R's on all my words and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Case Watch. Except you just kind of made me Southern there a little bit. Yeah, I, nobody can do Charity's voice. I don't think anyone can. Like she can do. Well, my girlfriend can do that. She, she oh, has yeah. that same Southern, because she's further mass than you. She's, yes. she's outside. My girlfriend grew up outside of Boston. So yes. like literally when you get her mad, it's mm. like I'm watching the town. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, what's extra in the departed were you, dear? Dear. <laughs> she gets super worked up when that happens. Well, Kristen. So... <laughs> Sidetrack rant over. If you guys go ahead and do that and then shoot me an email at info at casewatchpodcast.com and just say your name and where you're from, I want to put you on a list and you are going to have the chance to win one of the autographed Case Watch stickers sent to your door that I make charity sign. 
and I won't let her leave until she signs a bunch. Nope. I'm like, He's this, is, this is for our fans signing. Yeah, he like locks the door. I do. And says, you need to sign 100 of these before you leave. We, oh my God, I actually just, I had to buy a new roll of 100 stamps over there the other day. I walked into the post office, the guy's like, what do you do? Because you like buy stamps all the time. Oh, I'm did like, he really yeah, ask? Yeah, he did. That's funny. I'm like. Did you a, have your case watch gear on? No, because I was heading to work. Oh. I'm like, it's a crime thing. You wouldn't understand. You wouldn't and then understand. I, my mail guy, I because I, I literally throw like 15 envelopes a day in there. And it, it's hilarious. He just wonders what the heck is going on. That's awesome. So Thanks. a little uh, behind the scenes, guys. We are actually broadcasting this live into our Case Watch Crime Creeps group. Jeez, I messed that up. Our Case Watch Crime Creeps group on Facebook. Yes, so we are. You're missing out. We've asked you to join the group. It's absolutely free. Costs no money. And you could be a part and see how a podcast is made. Because on the screen, I have everything that's going on in the room. He does. I'm kind of a gearhead. He is. And, and I, got, I am not. I got a bunch of new cameras to play with. Oh, God. I, every time I come over, every every time I come over to record, he's like, look what I just got. Look what I just got. He's like a little kid. Look what I just got. These are our new cameras. Do you like them? I'm like, yeah, they're really nice, Mark, because I don't understand any of this stuff. <laughs> they're super cool. Yeah. I'm like, they're awesome. Uh, all right. From super cool to super aggravating, uh, Harmony Montgomery case. I mean. It's so sad. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu says the Department of Youth, Children, and Family, DCYF, as it's affectionately known in New Hampshire, is working through the internal review of its handling of the Harmony Montgomery case with the state attorney general to determine what they'll be able to make public. Um, how about everything you have? Because the more eyes that are on this case will help. Exactly. During a news conference in Concord on Wednesday, Sanudu said some things will likely have to remain confidential, but he thinks there will be an opportunity to examine any potential failures and fix them. We can talk publicly about as much as we possibly can in hopes that the information can hopefully bring Harmony home safely. That's the ultimate goal here, Sanudu said, as well as making sure if there were any system failures here, which clearly we can all agree they were at some level. At some level? Yeah. Give at me some level. a break, guys. At some level, this little girl went missing for how long? And you just decide that is some level. Give me a break. You dropped the ball. It's unbelievable that we are even saying what we're saying on this case. Let's just get this figured out. I Like I said, when we first talked about this, I wished Sununu would have said clearly the ball had been dropped instead of like saying we, you know, how he said, oh, we, as soon as we heard she wasn't in school for a certain amount of time, we started investigating. No, she wasn't in school for two full years, first of all. Yeah. Just be up and honest in front and say, listen, uh, we dropped the ball. We're going to figure out why our system is so messed up. So this does not happen again. You know, just be honest. Unfortunately, the New Hampshire DCYF has an issue with an honesty front, I guess I would say. Clearly. Um, because there's just so many cases over the past that have had this same outcome. And it, it's truly sad. Everybody gets into CYA mode and... Come on, guys. This isn't a corporation. At the end of the day, we're talking about a human life here. So let's stop trying to cover our collective behinds right. and do what's the best for the people that this actually affects. I get worked up with cases like this. Me too. How can you not? Uh, so we will continue to follow that along, guys. Um, Charity, so no triple D today. You, you just told me something about trivia. Yeah, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Excellent. So what do you got? So I'm just going to like read the question. And you said you don't think you'll know any of the answers, but some some of the crime creeps probably will. 
So um, they will. I'm horrible at tests. I'm horrible at guessing stuff. I could know every bit of information, but as soon as I'm put under, like if this was like Jeopardy, all right, this could be Family Feud, and they could be like, "What's your favorite food?" And I'd be like, "Encyclopedia," <laughs> because my brain freezes when I get put into moments like that. I know, me too, me too. I sit here and I will watch TV, and I'll know all the answers, but then when I'm on the spot, I don't know squat. Yeah, ah, makes me so mad. I yeah, could have I'm been that, a Jeopardy champion. I'm that way too sometimes, but so, some of these are like pretty big names that you might you might know. All right. Give me one. All right. One of the most famous serial killers of all time is John Wayne Gacy. What nickname was given to him? You have to know this one. Uh, Hannah made me look dumb in front of all my, my creeps. They're going to no. take my crime card away. No, that, no way. What is it? Here's a hint. He wears a red nose. Uh, has, bozo has wacky shoes. A clown. I know he's a clown killer, but I didn't think that was the his killer name. clown. Yeah, I didn't think that was his actual name. Yep. Um, do you know where the Zodiac's first confirmed crime was? I did not know this one. Well, I know it was in no because he was north first. I thought because wasn't his most of his his reign in San Francisco? Yeah, it's Lake Herman Road. Okay, that was where the first t- took place. So. And then, as we know, after 55 years of collecting evidence, he was identified as Gary Francis Post, and he died in 2008, excuse me, 2018. But a lot of people don't believe that that really was the Zodiac Killer. I'd like to look into that a little bit, because there's people that think it's not him. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be that. Because think of how many years, 55 years. I mean... If Good on you a, if you hid that long, but you're a scumbag still. I mean, yeah, but still, like, that's that's crazy. Do you know um, where in Wisconsin, what city Jeffrey Dahmer lived in? I don't know that. I didn't either. It's Milwaukee. I know. And do you know what his nickname was? It, this one's really simple. The Milwaukee gonna, Monster. Yeah, I did know that one. You did? Oh, I did know that I'm one. I'm sorry. Actually, See, yeah. From uh, you. Why didn't I know where he lived then? Because I did know. Darn it. Ah, uh, oh, oh, God. <laughs> I got to try to read my own. What were Angelo <laughs> Buona and Kenneth Bianchi criminally famous for? Uh, I have no clue. They were the Hillside Stranglers. We'll be talking about them at some point. That's a really interesting case, too. All, a lot of these that I'm talking about, I'm going to, we're definitely going to cover some of these. Okay, so somebody in the live chat just said, frankly, I wanted to revoke Mark's true crime card when he said he'd never heard of Ed Gein. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you can't know everything, guys. You can't be, yeah. you know, actually, Charity knows a lot of this true crime stuff. I do, but Ed, Ed Gein, the only reason I knew him is because Silence of the Lambs is one of my favorite. But I didn't know the name. Like, I knew... All the different characters yeah. that were spawned off of him. Yeah, One yeah. of these days, we got to get my girlfriend Kristen in here because I know she wants to talk about some of this weird she does. crime stuff, too. So. She does. Do you know who the British doctor uh, was who became Britain's most prolific serial killer? What his name was? I do not. I didn't know this one either, but I have heard, once I read it, I, I have heard of the name Harold Shipman. Oh, I've heard of that name. Me, too. I didn't know like what his whole deal was, though, but I definitely it was a name. So who was the famous serial killer who was killed by another inmate? Mate in jail in 1994. Uh, this is a tough one, but I think it's uh, Dahmer. It sure is. 
No help from the audience at all, guys. All me. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you, do you know who Edmund Kemper's first victims were? This is sad. I'm going to be so mad because I do and I don't. I, yeah. I, I'm on the spot because I, I discussed this with somebody. So, ah, yeah. no, go ahead. His grandmother and grandfather. What a scumbag. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know this one and this one f- freaked me out. How many men did Jeffrey Dahmer kill in total? I honestly have no idea. 17. I would have thought it was way more than that. Like, you know what with him though, not only I mean that's a that's still a lot of people, but it's the it's the way and what he did to them. Yes. So I think that's with that's why he is so you know, people want to pick it wanted to pick his brain and interview him and all kinds of stuff because wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh what is the nickname of the nearly seven foot tall serial killer Ed Kemper? Uh the Jolly Green Giant. Oh, that would have been a good one. No, he was the co-ed killer. Yes, I did know yeah, that. Yeah, we'll be talking. These are all ones I do want to cover, but I like to kind of, I like to cover, I try to find, like, obviously I've done some that have re- really well-known names, but I do like to do some that are less known. I like those ones the best. Yeah, me too. Because I mean, Do you remember the commercial back in the, the 80s? Green Giant. I sure Yum. do. Yum. Love that. <laughs> Which famous serial killer was also active in his local Democratic Party? Oh, now I'm mad because I do know yeah, this you one. Do. Yeah, oh, I, and I'm going to get so mad when you tell me. When you when I say it, you're going to be pissed. Yeah, I'm, I'm already getting there. Freaking John Wayne Gacy. Arr, see, now you I'm mad. It. I did know you that. You did know it. You're right. See, I'm on the spot. It's like test day. I know. It's I'm test day in case one I'm surprised studio. you don't have your phone. I'm not going to cheat. That's wrong. Oh. Well, I mean, I'll use the, the live chat. Look at... Look at Mark with the morals. I love yeah, it. just gruesome right now. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably know this one because of the era we live in. Yeah. Well, I'm a transplant to this area, so I don't well, know no, squat. It, it, well, Albert DeSalvo was thought to be a famous serial killer who was nicknamed what? Yeah, I don't know this one. The Boston Strangler. He really was? Yeah. I didn't know that. Do you know what his um, signature was like how he left his how I, I don't I don't know much about him we should do a whole I, case oh on I'm it. definitely gonna do a case on him he would tie a bow under his victim's chin with the item he had strangled them with right really what if it was like their underpants or something Ooh. of course that's the first thing I, think of. I was just gonna say nice way to make that weird charity <laughs> I'm good at making things weird that's awesome all right you know this one I know you do I know you do what was the night stalker's real name Oh, I do know this one. Ah, 
Oh, man. Now, see, and I'm on the spot. Uh, Richard Ramirez. Yes. Yeah. See, I knew you knew that one. Yeah. See, I'm not dumb, guys. I've just. He does really know a lot of these, but I am. I'm putting them on the spot. It's kind of fun, actually. You know what? It's really fun. My hands are on my hips. Like, you put your hands on your hips, Mark. <laughs> this is kind of fun. <laughs> this, <sighs> this, we should both know this one as well. What does BTK stand for? Bind, torture, kill. Oh, well. Guys. Saturday night at Mark's house. I was just, <laughs> just going to say, you answered that way too quick. And you were very excited about it. Minus the kill part. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's no killing. No. So you just be the BT. Uh, no, let's come up with a new one. Instead so of killing. Bind, torture. What's a good, what's a good a K? K. Um, kick. Bind, torture, KFC, baby. KFC. That's like a freaking. Of course, it has to do with food. That's awesome. I was doing it. Uh, uh, know what I was laughing <laughs> this about? This is a, this is a real inside on what my life is really like. So I I was hosting another show and I'm on my phone, um, just like doo, 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 doo. The guys like what are you doing? I'm like I forgot we were still. I was like oh I was ordering DoorDash. <laughs> that way when we're done here it shows Oops, up. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry I about do that, that all the time. <laughs> I love DoorDash by the way. I have never used DoorDash. Oh my God! They come here all the time. I I hear it's actually a great job. I use DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates. Uh, there's some other ones. I use yeah. them all. I've never tried it. <sighs> all right, got another? I sure do. Where did Jeffrey Dahmer usually find his victims? It was you. I th- was. <sighs> I don't want to say if it's, it's wrong. Certain. It's a certain kind of club. Yeah, it, it was a. a I don't know the politically correct gay version. Cl- gay clubs. A gay bar. Yeah, they will gay But there's bars. a politically correct version of that now that I'm just not oh, familiar with. I'm sorry. Then I, I didn't wasn't politically correct either. I apologize. Whose DNA was used to link Dennis Rader to the BTK killings? Oh. Wasn't it his granddaughter? <gasps> no, his own daughter's. Daughters. Wow, that That's was what it was. Good, I know that they, um, they had, what are they called? Like, you know ancestry or they did one of those tests and it people didn't realize that but when you did those tests they actually take and post your dna to the state site too and the state searches those and that's how they found him wow which is kind of like i don't know kind of good but kind of bad because it's like police state which i don't think any of us want Mm -mm. like think about that like minority report world like i don't know if i want to be a part of that right i know i don't know that's i'm really impressed that you knew that Mark for the win, guys. Mark for the win. The police say that the Zodiac Killer claimed five lives, but how many lives did he claim to have taken? I don't know how many he claimed, but it's kind of funny. Funny's maybe the wrong word. That you get Dahmer who, like in our head, that we think it's in the 60s or 70s. Right. And this guy with five or six or seven. And they were such immortal parts of our childhood. And growing up, like, it's what we talked about. Yep. That it wasn't, you know, more. I, know. I don't know. How, that doesn't make any sense, but it does. Right. Well, because they, they have become famous. These, these, some of these serial killers, like everyone knows who Jeffrey Dahmer is. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And so you would just assume he killed way more people than that. You know what I'm saying? But it's not the number. It's what, how. It's, and, yeah, it's yeah. the how. I get it. So, I don't know how many he's claimed to have killed. 37, which is kind of an odd number. I mean, very oddly specific, though. Very specific. You're right. 
We talked about this before in some other cases. Once these people are caught, now they just want to make themselves like famous and sound better. And sometimes that, you know, because 37 to five, that's a big difference. The police say he killed five and he's claiming 37. It's not like a difference of five and eight. (laughs) Yeah, that is a a huge discrepancy there. But at the same token, it's an oddly specific, weird number. And you remember what we said before when people have like weird specifics. Right. There's usually a reason why. But I don't think we'll ever know. But yeah, there's a lot of people. I mean, let's be honest. There's no honor amongst thieves at all. Right. But it's just one of those. I Maybe he knows, you know, I'm busted. I'm going to make myself, like you said, I'm, I am I took 97. Right. I'm the best serial killer in the world. Right. Who knows? Right. Who knows? So I have one last one. Okay. Do you know who the police thought might have been responsible for being the Zodiac killer? It's a convicted killer as well. I do not. The Unabomber. Really? Isn't that weird? Ted Kaczynski? Yeah. I thought that was, I wonder why they nah. thought that. They, yeah, they actually thought that at one at one time. Were they just trying to pin it on somebody else? To, I have yeah, no idea. I mean, I would assume so, but I mean, that's pretty, pretty weird. That, that one doesn't, the math does not add up on that, as the kids say in the street. Oh, is that I what I don't know kid, if that's what they say in the street. Is that what the kiddos are saying? It's been a long time since I've been a kid. <laughs> Not really. Well, I'll always be a kid at heart, Charity. All right. So what do you have for us today? We're going to be talking about Rosemary, or Rose as people called her, Pauline West. This happened in England, and uh, it's also called the Gloucester House of Horrors. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is another one that's, it's not really uh, overly graphic, but it does involve some children. I always like to state that at the beginning. Trigger warning. Yeah. So Rosemary Letts was born on November 29th, 1953 in Barnstable, Devon. Her parents were William Andrew and Gwendolyn Letts. Gwendolyn's pregnancy with Rose was said to be a very difficult one. She was suffering from very bad depression and was given ECT. Do you know what ECT is? Electronic. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's basically like the shock treatment, but it is a different word for it. Yeah. Electro, Elective, no, no, electroconductive uh, therapy. Is very, it? very close. ECT is a medical treatment used to treat patients that suffer from severe depression or bipolar disorder. Electroconvulsive therapy, you are close, okay. is a quick electrical st- stimulation of the brain while the patient is sedated. Some have said that having this procedure done while pregnant might have caused injury to Rose before she was even born. I mean, yeah, right? I mean, that's kind of, I don't know. how. I wonder yeah. how that would affect, I mean, if it's in her brain, though, but if the shocks are going through the full body, I could see yeah. maybe it, it crossed Let's, over the Let's uh, take a big sh- minute to give a shout out to Modern Medicine. You guys have come a long way. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. William Letts was a war veteran and suffered from mental illness and was very abusive towards his family. Scumbag. Yep. Even as a small child, Rose would be abused and be witness to physical and mental abuses. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. 
William would bully and beat his wife and all of his seven children. Rose, uh, this guy to me is on the dartboard of douchebags oh. as well. And the case is probably not even about him, but no, it's not. But he, you learn more about him later, and you're gonna hate him even more. Welcome to the club, douchebag. Yep. So Rose was the fifth of the seven children. Uh, she'd continue to grow older despite her dysfunctional upbringing and would emerge a very moody teenager, as as we all know, many teenagers are moody. <laughs> many? All. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she was a moody teenager that did not do well in school at all. She also started to become sexually active. Her father wouldn't allow her to date boys her own age, so she would become sexually involved with men much older than her instead. Not right, good. What was the reasoning behind that like hey don't date somebody your own age but hey that 80 year old guy well, have sick i don't know i don't know i don't know if she just like did it behind his back or something or just thought that he would be more okay with older guys i really don't have any, any idea to be honest with you she would also do things such as walk around the house naked and touch her younger brother in very inappropriate ways these acts wow. were showing her need for help so she's that young and she's already you know, doing right, some so things. Somebody who is that young who is already acting out is usually a reason why, because it's a learned behavior, not something that's mentally ingrained. So use your imagination. Something ain't right there. So you had already told me that I was going to get mad as we went on. Oh, so I'm yeah. pretty sure where this freight train's heading. Yeah. Her parents would finally split up and she would live with her mother for the time being. It almost sounds like her mother was so consumed with her own abuse and depression and trying to raise her children that she didn't have the mental capacity to deal with Rose's emerging issues. I mean, her mother was, sounds like she had her hands full. She had all these kids. She was depressed. She was on her own. She was probably trying to make ends meet, doing all these things. But I mean, if your daughter's walking around the house naked and like touching the other children. I mean, that'd be something just... that seems like it'd be fairly easy to quell. Like, hey. Don't do that. Yeah, you can't just ignore that stuff, you know? Because no, that leads on to things as time carries on. Oh, yes, it does. When she was 15 years old, Rose would move to Bishop's Cleave to live with her father. Her father had not changed his ways and was still extremely mentally and physically abusive. Now she was looking more like a woman. Oh, boy. So he started to sexually abuse her, and this happened many times. Started to, or maybe had been, I, all along. Yep. I mean, I guess we could speculate, right? Ugh. Like other cases we've talked about, Mark, my heart does go out to little Rose and teenage Rose. Although that changes, no child should have to endure any of this kind of abuse. I mean, it's sad. It's really sad. And it obviously helped to mold what she becomes, you know? Yes, sad. but like I've said before, nature versus nurture. There's people that use it and say, I will never become this. And then there's people that say, I can become nothing but this because it was what I was exposed to. True. That's true. You're right. You're right. Only you can change yourself. We've said that many times. Correct. But it, it does not take anything away from what she went through no. when she was younger. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. Around the same time, still age 15, she would meet Fred West. Her father was very against the relationship and would even threaten Fred personally, saying he was going to call social services. This dickwad. Come on now. You're going to call social services? You've been raping your daughter. Yes. Yeah, wow. That, that made me so mad. That's, what, that's why you're going to call social services? In his brain, what do you think 
was adding up. He's like, hey, now my daughter's having sex with somebody else and I can't have sex Probably. with her. Probably. What a scumbag. Well, he was much older than her and Rose would babysit his daughter, Anne Marie, from a previous marriage. Let's learn some about Fred, shall we? Oh, boy. Good old Freddy. See, now this right here, that look Charity just shot me, says this is going to get interesting. Interesting. Fred was born to Walter, Stephen, and Daisy Hannah Hill on September 29th, 1941. This was a poor family of farm workers, and there would be a total of six children to feed and take care of. Out of her six children, Fred would be Anne Marie's favorite child. It's been said she was overprotective towards him and always showed him favoritism over the other children. Kay Cotton was the owner of the farm where the family lived. She had this to say to the independent. He was an ordinary little lad, nothing that would stand out in your mind. He was small with a crop of curly hair and was very like his mother to look at. All six of the children were made to work on the farm. The girls would have different tasks than the boys, but they all had to pull their own weight. Fred could only read a little bit and was known as a troublemaker in school. He would drop out when he was 15 and began to work on the farm full time. And this would be in 1956. When he was 16, Fred and his brother John would frequent a club for teens in a neighboring town. He would start to make a name for himself as a sexual predator, harassing all the girls and even grabbing at their parts. Guys, like, note to self, that is not what you want to be known for. No, and he, he would- Don't be a scumbag. No, he would grab them right out in the open. He didn't care who saw. And when he was in his late teens, he was arrested for raping his sister on more than one occasion. Are we going to put a whole family on the gosh darn tree today? Well, he had some interesting things to tell the police. Oh, let's hear him. He told them that his mother told him he should have sex with animals when he was only 12 years old. He also- uh... Yeah, a little bestiality. He also admitted to molesting young girls. Like it was totally normal thing to do. Like he, I guess he was, everyone does it. That's what you do. You just molest girls. Yeah. Gross. All the other children and family members would deny any of these things happening. His youngest brother, Doug, would say this to the Hereford Times. None of us was ever abused in any way. As far as mom and Fred and dad and animals, that was just fantasy by somebody. So his family members and saying, no, that never happened. She never would have said that, ever. Wow. Yeah, right? Something's really not adding up here yet. No. I haven't figured it out. I think Fred was born bad. That's my opinion. That does happen. That That is a case sometimes. Yeah. Fred's sister wouldn't testify against her brother, and his mother was ready to testify for him. The rape case was dropped. So his mother really did favor him. Yeah. If you, th- I don't care if that's your your own child, especially raping another one of your children. Wouldn't you want to get them help? And I don't understand that. Why I'm you- so confused as to how you can, even if somebody is your favorite, you could watch somebody do anything to any one of your children and be okay with it and make excuses up for it. I know. I don't understand. Like in my eyes, Sophie the Crime Kitty is top notch, but I would not make up excuses for her. Yeah. You're a good daddy. I not everybody is. This was not good because, as we will see, his behavior would only get worse. Yes, because that's just natural reaction that if you know you can get away with something, you're just going to continue to do it and you're just going to elevate it. Yep. It's pathetic. So Fred actually committed murder before he even met Rose. In 1965, he was a driver of an ice cream van. He ran over a three-year-old little boy and said it was an accident. Many, um, many believe it was intentional. I Yeah. God. So this case isn't even about this guy and this guy. Oh, it's about you'll you'll see. Okay. Fred and his wife had two children. And while he was married, he began a relationship with a 16 year old that worked for them named Anne McFall. She was very pregnant at the time. 
1967, she disappeared in Gloucester. Poof, gone. Her family would have to wait until 1994 for her remains and her unborn baby's remains to be found buried in a field. Oh, my God. That's sad. Wow. Yeah. So people think that he obviously was responsible for that or it's known now, actually, that he was responsible for that. Let's now get back to this evil duo, because that's what they are. The same year they met in 1969, which was at a bus station and became involved, Rose would become pregnant and Fred would be her baby daddy when she was 16. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) When she was 16, she could make her own decisions legally and thought it would be an amazing idea to quit her job and move in with her wonderful baby daddy, marry him and take care of his two children, Anne-Marie and Charmaine. What do you think of that, Mark? I... Honestly, I think it's a bad idea. <laughs> but, do, uh, do you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I can't wait to see what the fantastic duo ends up doing. Okay. Well, it was said that Rose disliked her stepdaughter, Charmaine, very much and would punish her at any chance she got. In 1971, Charmaine, only eight at the time, would go missing. Fred was in jail during that time for, quote unquote, dishonesty offenses. What do you think that is? Yeah, good question. But I we need to bring it back. Yeah. I'm down with bringing back dishonesty yeah. offenses. I like that. So Rose was home with the girls alone. She would tell everyone that she sent the little girl to go and live with her mother, Catherine Costello. This is uh, like Harmony Montgomery case before Harmony Montgomery yep. case. In 1994, the poor little girl's remains were found at the house where she lived with her father and stepmother at the time of her disappearance. This was 25 Midland Road. Fred's ex-wife, then 25 years old, would disappear in March 1970. Catherine's family were under the impression she moved to Saudi Arabia. No one reported her missing. Sounds like she wasn't close with her family. And I wonder who started that rumor about her moving. And to Saudi Arabia, that's quite the move. That's a weird... Right? I mean, how do you even pull that one out of the hat? Right? I don't know. Her remains were also found in 1994. Hmm. And I'm going to stop right there. Ugh. You mean I have to wait yeah. a whole another couple days? Yeah, because it gets even. Uh, yeah. Oh, guys, Sorry. make sure you join us again on Thursday's episode so we can hear the final part. Go ahead and remember to follow the show on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. Follow us on Instagram. I am at not Mark B. Charity is at charity underscore Case Watch. I don't know why you'd want to follow her. Win. Team Mark Charity. for the win. Team Charity. Text to voicemail line 603-212-4600. Email info at casewatchpodcast.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Guys, really want to get your uh, info in with the whole. That'll be fun. I, I'd be excited to put it through. I'm Charity from Massachusetts, and you're oh. listening to the Case Watch Podcast. Or even better, I'm Mark from Massachusetts, and you're listening to the Case Watch Podcast. Team Mark for the win. No. Something like that. Make sure you visit our website for links to all of your merch and stickers. Plus, you can also join the exclusive Crime Creep Club by clicking the Buy Us a Coffee tab. All that and more, casewatchpodcast.com. Guys, stick around. I have a feeling this episode is going to get interesting. Mm-hmm. See you on the next one, guys. Bye, guys. See ya. Save 
big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.